Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday, the fighting game community podcast with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Hope everybody's doing well out there, uh, doing better than I am. <laughs> uh, I just came back from Texas Showdown. I uh, got food poisoning while I was there and uh, felt kind of sick for a little bit. And weirdly enough, I think the food poisoning might have actually uh, made me vulnerable to a cold. I'm actually kind of sick right now. <clears throat> As you can tell from the coughing and all that stuff like that. So uh, I'm definitely feeling a little under the weather right now. Uh, fortunately, uh, as you can, well, you can't see at all from here, but um, it is negative. So it is not COVID. It is just a cold. <laughs> I'm just sick, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what is norovirus? Why is there like 7,000 things? What is norovirus? Do I even want to know what the heck norovirus is? Is like turbo flu. Okay, could be, could be. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the uh, current topic uh, that is going on here. And of course, the big topic of the day, everybody's discussing it, all fighting game players who are producing content are discussing this. Why didn't I accidentally close my overlay controls? <clears throat> Let's see. Uh... Street Fighter Six and the betas are in the topics right now. Um, if you actually take a look at this right now, so... Look, the betas came out. Everybody knows about this. Everyone's talking. It's not a big secret. There is days. There is uh, basically after the first beta, uh, users were able to create a crack out of the beta that allows them to keep playing the beta. Um, <clears throat> obviously, without the online features and stuff, because it can't communicate with the server and such. Uh, but people are still able to access everything that was on the beta, including the training mode, the original eight characters, versus mode, etc., etc. <clears throat> and so a lot of people have been using this beta for uh, and playing on this beta quite some time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, uh, a little bit sick here. Um, but uh, Momochi... I think it was like in an interview. I'm not sure if it was a video interview or a text interview, but Giuna tweeted out that um, Momochi highlighted a, a, quote, a, a quote. He highlighted a quote from Momochi stating that players who are known to be players using the Street Fighter VI crack and playing right now should be banned from the CPT season uh, because it is cheating. This has actually kind of raised a lot of drama and discussions and debates uh, on the in the uh, FGC social media verse out there, and um, <clears throat> you know people have asked my opinion, and I've said that I just don't think it's something that is easily answered in you know tweets, and so I didn't want to address the whole thing in tweets over here. So I figured I'd talk about it on stream and on video uh, at this point in time. <clears throat> so 
it's a very interesting situation, right? Because obviously, as we've seen from the demo that was released this past weekend after the Street Fighter VI showcase, which we will talk about in just a little bit, and in case you guys uh, want to see me go over the showcase, uh, take keep an eye out for on YouTube for tomorrow because that should be out. Um, the cracked version is not the final version, obviously. There have already been changes to Ryu and Luke that people have found. Now, albeit they are balance changes and are probably relatively minor to the general strategy. And uh, so, yeah, you can always see it. You can see a lot of people talking about it in the chat already. Some people are like, yes, absolutely ban them. They're cheating. A lot of people are like, whatever. It doesn't even matter because it's going to be different anyway. Whatever, etc., etc." Um, yeah, uh, I do agree largely with, uh, not a con that it's too hard to enforce kind of thing. And that's probably one of the big things here, but you know, what's my stance on this? What do I think, uh, should happen at this point? Now, the tr this is, this is the trickiest part is that, you know, there's so many facets of this. This is why I didn't want to discuss it on Twitter because there's so many facets. Some people have said, how is this any different than before when Japan used to get early releases of the game and every place else had to wait like a month or, or even year, like Tekken 7 has been available in Japan forever before Americans and Europeans could get their hands on it. Street Fighter 4 would always come out in Japan first, etc., <clears throat> uh, etc. Et How is that any different? And, and at least on the crack, everybody can get access to it. Like, you can't make that comparison, okay? That comparison is completely... Um, I mean, there's just no point making this comparison. One, it's like literally there's one that, you know, the dev does not want you to do. And the other one is clearly uh, something the dev was okay with, right? Like, if the publisher is releasing the game then that's just how it works. Now, it, was it an unfair advantage to uh, Japan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the thing. That was also Street Fighter Four way the hell back, like 10 years ago. And if you notice something for Street Fighter Five, they haven't done that at all. In fact, most fighting game companies have not done this. Strive has come out universally everywhere, for everyone at the same time. KOF 15 came out universally for everyone, everywhere at the same time. And every version of Street Fighter V has come out everywhere for everyone at the same time. Look, the devs are clearly aware of what's going on and that the early versions were, of course, an advantage. And they're not doing it anymore. So there's no point to have this discussion. And in fact, I would say that these days, Momochi would actually be one of the players to be like, oh yeah, that was totally unfair for us. They shouldn't do that either. Like, Momochi's not like, ha ha ha, we got away with one a long time ago. <laughs> like, clearly, Momochi would probably say the same thing today. Yes, you're right. We shouldn't be getting copies earlier than anyone else, because that sucks. Yeah, and so we're talking a little bit more on the effects of the piracy here and, and, and the cracked version, but not just that, okay? Obviously, this is illegal, right? Like, it's, it's illegal. Like, we're not supposed to be using the crack, right? This is clearly something that the developers didn't want. In fact, 
my guess was is that Beta 2 probably would have had some different characters than Beta 1 if that first crack hadn't occurred. After that first crack occurred, you saw that there were basically no balance changes in the beta number two. And that's because at this point in time, Capcom's probably like, well, we don't want to update anything. We don't want to give away anything anymore, right? And so at this point, uh, they were just going to give us a repeat of what it was before. Uh, We still have no word on any sort of open beta to test matchmaking. And I wonder if this is one of the reasons, because the crack came out here. Uh, and see, saying like, oh, what, I don't even know what that means. Mochi is just mad Japanese players would be, get banned way faster. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, I, I don't see why anybody in Japan would get banned faster than anybody else. Uh, if he was mad about that, then wouldn't he not want people to be banned? I don't know. But in any case, um, no, there are definitely some FTC players doing the cracking. (laughs) Well, using the crack, as we should say. No. So what Momochi is not really worried about, I don't think, is the implications of just piracy. Like, you bad people, piracy, bad, bad people. Like, I don't think... That's what the issue is. I think the issue is that when Capcom at Capcom Cup this year announced that the prize pool was going to be $2 million and the first prize was going to be a $1 million, I think a lot of people were kind of hoping that this was this really cool precedent and like Capcom would just all of a sudden like be able to maintain this year after year after year, right? Like they just said, here's a million dollars and we're like, shit, is Street Fighter 6 going to be this way? However, the issue is that since then the language has changed pretty drastically. And uh, what Capcom seems to keep saying is, and in celebration of the first year, the prize pool for this CPT will be a million dollars to first place. Which means it sounds like it could be a million dollars for this first year, and then never again. (laughs) At least unless they can get the budget, etc., etc. So... My original stance on the crack was, who cares, right? Like, because, you know what? People had the Street Fighter V crack early on. Some players definitely benefited from that with very early success. That was parlayed. Some of them parlayed it into uh, sponsorships and such. But uh, that was also back then when sponsorships were kind of like being thrown out like crazy, right? Like we actually had like a lot of sponsorships in the FGC. This year, we just basically seem to be having none. And every uh, esports org seems to be shutting down, right? So the whole entire thing is that um, after a few good months... I don't think the crack mattered in Street Fighter V. Obviously, there's a lot of characters that weren't in the Street Fighter crack, the Street Fighter V crack. And then uh, a lot of the best players are just going to be the best players anyway. 
you know, you're not going to have access to the other entire 10 characters in the beta. So you have to learn how to fight those characters the same way you're going to have to learn as everybody else is learning how to fight them. Uh, everybody, there's going to be balance changes that are going to change the way the character plays a little bit. So that's also going to affect it as well, et cetera, et cetera. However, the issue now, the issue now, however, is the people with the crack, if this is, uh, we don't know how CPT is going to be structured, but let's say Evo is an instant qualifier. Let's say they determine CEO is going to be an instant qualifier to Capcom Cup. Even if they're not instant qualifiers and you get a ton of points for getting you into Capcom Cup, clearly having... And playing the crack these past half a year is a huge advantage. Is a huge advantage, right? And so uh, it's going to help them get into Capcom Cup a lot easier. It's going to help them uh, at least get into that position to win a million dollars. Now, obviously, if they're not very good uh, in the end, fundamentally, they're not going to win Capcom Cup, clearly. I mean, uh, there are some good players that we know have access to the crack. They could definitely uh, benefit from it greatly, but it probably won't affect the results too badly, except for the fact that it may rob the opportunity away from some people who chose not to play on the crack, right? I mean, we saw in the second beta, uh, there were a lot of online tournaments and uh, a lot of the players that have been playing on the crack uh, were clearly already using strategies that a lot of us hadn't thought of and using kind of uh, <clears throat> um, just kind of understanding the system mechanics and finding things that uh, stuff with the system mechanics that uh, a lot of us would not have, you know, have found uh, if we didn't have access to it for those few months. Um... And see, that's the thing. Uh, Brother Cool says you're trolling yourself if you're a potential winner of CPT and you're not playing the crack. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of people who aren't playing the crack because, you know, because of fear of things like bans and such. Uh, I, I especially imagine that no one in Japan would be using it. Japan culture is very, very different out there. And uh, Japan's not, you know, they're not as heavy in PC gaming. Japan has always been a console-oriented country uh, as for their gaming and stuff. Sure, a lot of their fighting game players are on PC now, but also they have a lot more to lose, you know, being part of JESPA, which is literally like their licenses are handed out by Capcom, right? Like there's a lot more at stake. Uh, for Japan than there is for U.S., right? Uh, so the biggest issue, uh, the biggest issue is that there's no way to prove, right? Outside of the few people who are like, hell yeah, I'm playing the crack. What are you going to do about it, right? Like <laughs> those people, okay, maybe we can do we can do something with them. But then at that point, there's just going to be so many people who have been playing the crack that aren't saying anything, and there's no really no way to enforce this, right? There's really, really no way to enforce this. And, and yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people are talk uh, talking about this. You know, the whole ban people to make them not use it mentality doesn't work in other cultures. 
So it legitimizes playing the crack, gives you an advantage, so more people play the crack in secret. Right, exactly. I'm sure there's a ton of people playing the crack and not talking about it. Uh, Fields Hangout says, you know, morals is a strong argument for those who care. I think pros who are arguing that people using the crack have an advantage tend to forget they have Capcom champions, etc. in their group chats that they can play for first to 100 when they want. You know, so, yeah, there's definitely an advantage that they have, etc., etc., you know, it's, it's, there's so, this is why I said it's impossible to talk about Twitter, right? Like, a talk about on Twitter. This is such a, uh, a, a thing. Lead time argument is important, Super Moose. Lead time argument is largely why uh, Japan has dominated a lot of fighting games in the past. Um, because they've had access to a lot of fighting games early. Like, every time a new Guilty Gear came out, they had access to a new Guilty Gear for months before U.S. did. Like, literally, lead time is a huge, huge advantage, right? Well, right, exactly. What's the excuse after the game out has been out for a year, though? Right, and that's my point, is that I don't think after a year it matters. The problem is there's a million dollars on the line, and clearly, the first few months are going to affect who gets to play for those million dollars. You're absolutely right. My, my mindset is that in the end, the crack isn't going to matter. Because after a year, hell, maybe even after six months, it might not matter at all. Because the good players are going to be the good players. The problem is that early on, like CEO and Evo are literally taking place less than two months after, after the game comes out. <clears throat> right? Well, actually, Evo is what? two and a half months after the game comes out. So it'll be three months. And yes, three months is a uh, is a while. Like, we'll find all sorts of new stuff, but the people playing the crack will still have an advantage in about three months' time, I think. So uh, there is a good chance uh, that the EVO winner, and if EVO becomes an instant qualifier for Capcom Cup, like it was last year, that's how Kawano got in, um... Does that mean then um, that they took a spot from somebody else necessarily? <laughs> so again, that's the question. Normally I am right there with you that after a while, the crack just doesn't matter anymore. Like it just doesn't make a difference. For me, it's just that these first few months and with a million dollars on the line. See, from a person who comes from an arcade perspective and the way that my brain works, you know, you know, video, fighting game balance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All these issues never used to be really a concern because there's not a million dollars on the line, right? Like we, like I just came from Texas Showdown where I commentated CVS2 and Super Turbo and Alpha 2 and all these games and we're just having a grand old time and we're like, retro games are hype and fun and blah, blah, blah. Now run a Super Turbo tournament with a million dollars on the line and let's see how many people all of a sudden start getting mad about how bad some of the characters are or how broken Vega is in Super Turbo, or how stupid Ganajin is in Third Strike. <laughs> like, it's not gonna be just like a, yeah, that's the balance, but we learn how to fight. Like, <clears throat> things change as soon as you put that in there. I 
I first made that realization when uh, Sien in season one of Street Fighter V was playing Fong and he just left Fong. And I was like, why? You were doing good with Fong. Fong is cool, whatever. He might not be top tier. But, but then I was like, wait, Sien can, is, might literally be basing his finances on whether he wins CPT events or not. What is the impetus for actually continuing to play this low-tier character when so much money is on the line? <clears throat> Everything changes when you start putting that much money on the line, which is, of course, an argument that some people give that esports kind of ruins things. That's another story for another time. That is a completely different conversation. The conversation we're having right now is in the based in reality. The players who have access to the crack could easily win Evo, CEO, etc. and get an early jump on points in terms of CPT, which will give them the chance to win a million dollars that maybe they didn't deserve. That part is an opinion because obviously if you are using the crack and are able to win CEO or Evo, you're still pretty damn good at the fighting game. You're still pretty damn good at the fighting game because no amount of access to the crack is going to turn an average player into someone who's going to be able to beat like one month item. <laughs> right? It's just not going to happen. Uh, so uh, that's just kind of... You know, this is why it's such a gray area, because in the end, it might not actually matter. In the end, it might not make a difference. And the main thing is, how do we enforce it? Like, there's literally no way to enforce it. Right. I, I mean, I've, I've even tried to think of like some clever ways to like make things confuse it. Like, like, there's just no way. Right. Like, obviously, you know, <laughs> bless the crackers. Bless the crackheads out there, the people who have played the crack. Thank you so much, because I guarantee you, you guys nerfed Guile before the game comes out. <laughs> yes! Yes! Because Guile is not going to be able to do any of those loops that he could do before. I'm almost certain of that. Uh, but basically, you know, like, obviously things are going to change in the game. Uh, but you know, it's not enough, right? Like, this is just going to be, like, little minor changes. Every year that we've had patch notes for Street Fighter V, that hasn't made or, bro you know, it hasn't made or broken any of the players of that character unless the change was, like, super significant, you know? I mean, what, what, what else will we call it, Wake Up Super, besides calling it The Crack? <clears throat> um... But yeah, um, we really don't know. The game could come out and all of a sudden the drive system is wildly different. Who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> but I <laughs> just call it cocaine. <laughs> I can smell Uranus from here. Oh, we've already gotten rid of that bad joke and renamed it. What do we call it now? Eurectum. <laughs> oh, man. Shout outs to uh, Futurama. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the thing. In the end, this is impossible to enforce. 
And so I really don't think that there's any way that we could enforce this anyway. So regardless of what Momochi feels at this point in time, I don't really think that there's anything we could do about it. That's the main conclusion that I come to, is that I just don't think there's anything we can do about it. So in the end, you know, it sucks for me to say this. I think the, the, the conversation is moot. I think the point is moot anyway. Momochi saying that he feels like the, the, the players playing the crack should be banned is just him expressing his opinion. I don't think there's anything Capcom can really, really do about it. Uh, so, in the end, I think, uh, I don't think anything's going to change, really. I think everything is just going to be uh, exactly how it is. So, um, I know people just want to know how I feel about it. Like, honestly, I never cared. Um... Because, like I said, I just, I feel like it's going to be, it's not going to matter after a given amount of time. The only thing that changes everything is the million dollars on the line. And if Capcom was continuing to give out a million dollars every year, which they could do, we have no idea. It depends on how successful Street Fighter VI is. I'm sure if Street Fighter VI actually exceeds expectations, we could get a million dollars every year. If we were guaranteed a million dollars every year at this point, that would make me care even less. But if we go from a million dollars back to $250,000 the next few years, or even back down to 120000 like Mena won this previous year, you know, <clears throat> that's the concern right there that's the main concern uh capcom may not care but was it right from an integrity of competition standpoint the community needs to be the one to say that it's not right yeah i mean i don't think it's right i mean this is i mean japan is always woefully unaware of how easy it is to hack things right they they always underestimate the hackers as soon as they put a beta on pc you knew exactly <laughs> what was going to happen <laughs> you can you knew exactly what was going to happen right uh i don't think it's right uh but uh, my brain is also like yeah obviously it was going to happen <laughs> well the demo doesn't matter wake up super because the demo's not going away the demo isn't for a weekend the demo is literally forever at this point we're going to have the demos on our machines. I haven't heard them saying anything about shutting the demo down. The demo was literally like all the other demos. You download the demo and you're just going to hold on to it pretty much uh, the entire time. So <clears throat> uh, let's say if they suddenly banned a bunch of players tomorrow for playing the crack, how would you feel about it? Uh, how would I feel about it? Like, I mean... Personally, like, if you sat around bragging about the fact that you were playing the crack, then, I mean, you reap what you sow. <laughs> but, unfortunately, like others have said, that just means there's going to be a bunch of people who have played the crack that we have no idea that have. And they're going to be able to, quote, get away with it, unquote, you know? <clears throat> the character, the other characters aren't in the demo, Wake Up Super 2. If the other characters were in the demo, we'd already know. <laughs> 100% Wake Up Super 2. We would have known on day one, okay? At, when we downloaded it, we would have known because the size of the game would have been a big giveaway. Clearly, none of the characters, other characters are on the demo. <laughs> yeah, and Marmon, you know, is, is definitely uh, uh, speaking, you know, from the fighting game community. 
I think get good and get better is valid, right? Like it's, or are you saying like that's to combat the crackers or do you mean that the players who are playing the crack are going to be able to get good and get better so it's a valid argument to ban them? I'm not 100% sure. Right, but I mean, look, again, my whole point, Wake Up Super, is that if they were in the crack, if they were in the demo, we'd know already. (laughs) When Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out, we knew about all the characters on disc within hour one. (laughs) Within hour one of the game's existence, we already knew all the characters were already on the disc. Like, people are just way too fast. way too good at this now and that's one of the things that you know japan developers i think really need to just start understanding you know that these hackers out there are ridiculous ridiculous out there uh what if an american player finally breaks the curse at evo by winning street fighter 6 but then everyone puts an asterisk on it because they were a player that had the crack that would be sad Yes, that would be very sad. And there's another, that's another morals argument right there, you know, from Dude McGuy, right? Like, that's just one of those things that, yes, it would suck if an American actually only won because they had that kind of advantage, right? That would suck, right? Wouldn't we want it to have it so that the player who wins Evo as an American finally winning, you know, post-Street Fighter Four era, post-Rebirth era, to be to for all of us to feel like it was legit yeah absolutely right absolutely so again this is just a very very uh difficult discussion um it's a very very difficult discussion so it's tough it's a tough one to, to, to deal with i do think that the people playing the crack are wrong just because yes technically that's not what anyone wanted and it's you know for all intents and purposes, it's illegal, right? <laughs> That's why, look, I ha- do not have access to the crack. I can't play it even as much as I have wanted to get it so I could lab some Kimberly because I want to lab Kimberly so badly. Being a commentator for Capcom will pretty much ensure that I will go nowhere near the crack. So don't even worry about that. I do not have that. I do not have access to it myself. Um, you know, P- PlayStation, you can data mine it. If you download it onto a hard drive on the PlayStation, then you take the hard drive out of the PlayStation and plug it into a PC, you can data mine it. Like, people, trust me, it does, it's not hard. It's not hard to do. Programmers are ridiculous, okay? There are very, very, very few things that you can try to do to get in the way of, uh, of hackers. <laughs> There's very, very little you can do to, to, to stop uh, the hackers, honestly. So, uh, I mean, again, I used to work for a security company, right? I, uh, Norton, Norton, and we were given, you, you know, people would come in and talk to us about cybersecurity and stuff like that all the time. Like there is, it is almost impossible to, uh, to stop them. <laughs> it's almost impossible to stop, stop them, so... Um, I mean, the, the guy literally giving us the discussion told us the story of how a bank was like, you know, uh, we want like these guys were hackers. You know, they're the uh, suicide squad. They're the hackers turned into people you hire to see how secure your site is. And they were working with the CEO of a major bank 
and the CEO said, our site is super secure. You cannot hack into it. And the guys were like, all right, give us, give us a little bit. They left the room and they came back into the room and had a transaction with the CEO's bank account, transferring all of his money into their bank account. And all they had to do was click go. <laughs> and the CEO was like, uh. <laughs> so yeah, trust me, everybody has the ability to hack all this stuff. Like it is as a programmer, like this is just the way it works, right? <clears throat> Yeah, don't ever claim something is unhackable. You are putting a target on yourself so badly. So, man. So, uh, that's basically, you know, uh, I don't think it's the right thing to do to play the hack. But in the end, as a competitor and as a person who's been in the fighting game community and everything like that, I also know that in the end, it's not going to make much of a difference. Because I guarantee you, most of the people who are playing the Street Fighter V hack, you know, if they weren't already that good in the first place, their early success fizzled out pretty quickly, right? If they were, if they still maintain success afterwards, it probably meant they were going to have that success whether they played the crack or not. That's just kind of the... Uh, the mindset that I come in here, the thing that just changes everything is the million dollars and the potential that this million dollars is only a one-time thing. Like, I, I can't even explain to you, like, if you're a legit good player and you see this million dollar prize, prize at the end of the road, like, someone is winning a million dollars. Like, this is not going to be a maybe someone wins a million dollars, like some sort of like lotto ticket kind of thing, you know, like you play every week and sometimes nobody wins. Like literally at the at some point in time, early next year, someone is winning a million dollars for playing Street Fighter Six, And because that money on the is on the line, that's what changes things. That's what changes, in my opinion, how Momochi is feeling about this and approaching about this because this is a big, big deal, right? <clears throat> Right, exactly, Robster Roll, and that's the thing, is that, you know, to commemorate the launch, special prize, you know, again, if Street Fighter VI just all of a sudden explodes like gangbusters and just gets budget and money like you can't imagine, sure enough, maybe we'll get another million dollars uh, and, and maybe it can be sustained uh, in the future as just part of their marketing budget or they really get to build up a real esports division like a League of Legends, like a Riot Right. You know, because obviously the the, the, the the esports department for something like Capcom is I, I don't even know the numbers, but I can already tell you without having any knowledge that it's tiny compared to the esports department of Riot, for example. Right. So, you know, if they can actually get to that point, then maybe it'll work out. But for now, um, it, it matters. It matters. Having that little early start matters just in the short term for this million dollars. Uh, in the long term, I don't think it's going to make a damn difference. And uh, that's kind of how I feel. So, <clears throat> any case, uh, I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Crackers, crackheads. It's just like, it's all... It's like... <laughs> 
there was one point I was having a conversation. I was somebody. I was like, we should like, should we ban the crackers? And someone just looked at me and like James. And I was like, dang it, I should definitely not say that ever again. But it's uh, too late now. We're all saying it at this point. So, um, in any case, uh, that's it for me on this topic because uh, at this point in time, I'll just be spinning in circles talking about this. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this content here, of course, continue to uh, like and subscribe here. If this is your first time checking out any of my videos here, uh, make sure you give me a subscription here on YouTube. Click the subscription button, click the little bell icon. Been doing my best to put out lots of content for you guys every week uh, from this podcast. So hope you guys have been enjoying it. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Please check out twitch.tv slash ultrachentv to be able to watch it live if you ever have the chance. Also check out twitch.tv slash jchenzor is where I stream most of my uh, personal content where I'm playing online, etc., etc. So uh, also give that a follow as well. All right. <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out over here. Uh, as you can see over here, I will be talking about a lot more stuff for the audience here on Twitch, but for those of you on YouTube, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Everybody, welcome to It Was Tuesday, the podcast all about the fighting game community and fighting games with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening this past weekend. Uh, as you can see over here, uh, I've already talked a little bit about uh, the discussion about should we ban the players that have access to the Street Fighter 6 crack. So check that out on YouTube. It should be already up there. But for everyone else joining in here, I know you want to see my reactions to the Street Fighter 6 showcase from this past weekend. I did not get a chance to see it live. I was on the plane to Texas Showdown already. Uh, I do apologize ahead of time. I did catch a little bit of cold, of a cold. No, it's not COVID. I took tests. I'm fine. But uh, if you hear me coughing and sniffling a lot, I apologize. But let's go ahead and watch this. I did manage to watch it in my hotel room afterwards. A lot of cool stuff, but of course, watched it on a tiny little phone. Now let's actually watch it here on a bigger monitor over here where I can pay attention and see more stuff and uh, react to things and check out a little bit more details. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and just do that. Let's head on over here to the display monitor where I also have my um, overlay controller over here. So let's go ahead and watch some Street Fighter VI uh, uh, showcase over here. So uh, I also, uh, I'm gonna mute the speakers so that way it's not gonna echo as much. 
And uh, as I go, let me know about the volumes. Obviously, I'm also not talking directly into the microphone. i got to move the microphone, swivel it a little bit here so I have better access. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat> Street Fighter VI Showcase. Here we go. I'm going to turn the volume down just a little bit. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, this will be a good opportunity for you to watch it as well. Show. A developing nation of little significance, tucked away in a remote corner of Asia. It's rather fascinating. I wonder who that narrator is. Is that narrator JP, potentially, probably? <laughs> I love that. I love watching an SBD of freaking barrel. I think this might be later on in the, uh, this might be later on in the, uh, demo as well, so, uh... We need to talk about that at some point in time. What are you buying? So this might actually get repeated over here, so... <laughs> Jesus. There's just something very wrong looking about all of this, I swear. Alright, here we go. So, it starts off talking about the battle hub. Recreated a hagger, and instead of the belt, they gave him a scar across his chest to reproduce it as best as possible. Hang on one second, guys. I'm gonna pause this for real quick here. I feel like the quality here is not. Oh, I guess it is. Okay, it looks a little uh, compressed uh, in my view right now. So this might actually not be a part of the official uh, thing. Like I said, this might actually come back a little bit later on. Yeah, but the, the fact that you can actually use your crazy kick... Dude, watch, like, Dalsum with a dive kick, dude. Dalsum with a dive kick, that's great. Like, the fact that you can actually use these characters and fight each other in Battle Hub is kind of a... Uh, it's gonna be silly. There's definitely gonna be like tournaments where people get to use their characters and just use the absolute most busted things humanly imaginable. <laughs> What's up everyone? It's your boy Wheezy. Welcome to the Street Fighter 6 showcase. Got that new Lil Wayne here Listen, I've been with the intro. Since I was a kid, but this new game is on another level. We're talking new ways to fight, crazy new game modes, and the most content we've ever seen in Street Fighter. That's so the important the part. And get the showcase started with the latest from Street Fighter 6's director, Takayuki Nakayama. Takayuki Nakayama. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. My name is Takayuki Nakayama. Love this guy. Street Fighter 6. As you saw in the beginning of our latest trailer, Street Fighter 6 features significant single-player content in the form of World Tour. Today, I'd like to tell you more about World Tour mode. I love that shirt, the little Hadoukens on that dress shirt. That's so cool. But yeah, the fact that they're going, the, these three modes are very important to the design of this game, clearly. They're very, very uh, pushing this concept of having all three, the fighting, the fighting grounds, the battle hub, and the world tour. They have said that each three of those parts are gonna be almost like entire games all on their own. <laughs> Giant attack. Story in Metro City. 
you'll be able to create an avatar with a high degree of customization. Yeah, none of the avatars are going to look even remotely good as the ones that are featured in this video. <laughs> I can't wait to see some of the abominations that people create that stretch like Dalsam. It is going to be just the most ridiculous thing. And the fact that they're actually able to probably pull it off is going to be the craziest part. And I know a lot of that has to do with the Unreal Engine, but the fact that they're gonna let you do that is going to be fantastic. And assume the role of the protagonist joining Buckler Security Services training course. There. You know, I was thinking to myself, someone was like, oh, what? You're joining like this, like, like this uh, security force, whatever like that, blah, 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 blah. Like, what if they were setting this up the whole entire time? And by the time we end Street Fighter 6, we find out Luke is actually the bad guy. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is RE Engine. It's not Unreal. You're right. So is the RE Engine built on top of Unreal? I don't know. But it would be super hilarious if, like, actually in the end it turns out Luke is the bad guy and he's orchestrating everything and trying to take down Ken. That would actually be hilarious. There you'll meet your coach, Luke. Go through basic training and set yeah. off on your adventure. Gotta say, you're photogenic. Gonna help him handle this! There's so we got to meet Bosch again. I know a lot of people want this character to be playable. I like how nobody in this game has tiny forearms. Like everybody just has the most ridiculous forearms. Your rival and classmate. And one of the great things about World Tour is that you'll interact with a slew of unique characters. Come on, man. So now we're ready to hit the streets. People from various walks of life inhabit the world of Street Fighter, but they... It's such an interesting technique that they're using that anybody who fights with weapons, they have a way just to make the weapons appear and then just disappear. It's really, really interesting. All love a good fight. With a single press of a button, you can seamlessly enter a battle with them. Bystanders will also come to see what's going on. That's so funny. Street Fighter VI features the tried and true classic six-button control style, but also adds a new four-button modern control style that features three attack strengths and allows you to perform special moves with a single button press. Okay. So this is, of course, them talking about the modern controls over here, which is supposed to be very legal. You can perform special moves by pressing a direction and the special move button. And so, you know, which will let you enjoy the tactical side of fighting games. Uh, Otto Maddock and a bunch of other guys have been trying their best to break down the uh, modern controls. Uh, Otto Maddock has listed a bunch of things that are missing. So, for example, if you are using Ryu with modern controls, you have zero access to light and heavy Tatsus. You only have access to medium Tatsus, for example. Uh, you won't have access to certain normals. 
your special moves also do 80% damage of actual specials uh, damage. So that's kind of the uh, idea of it because, again, there's only three attack buttons and one special move button. So there's going to be uh, advantage of it uh, with modern controls, but there's also going to be disadvantage. But I wouldn't be surprised if some people actually just learn how to play and get really, really strong with modern controls and uh it'll be really interesting because they were talking about how it's going to affect your matchup too because you should probably know what moves are missing someone said that in the betas that one of the moves that guile was missing was the upside down kick and so if you fight somebody a guile who's missing the upside down kick you're so less scared of frame traps and, uh, you know, it was a great poke. Now you can fight him at different ranges than you can if you're fighting classic control guile, etc., etc. It's going to be very interesting. Shout out to J Pong Forever in the chat, by the way. Uh, uh, did awesome at, uh, at Texas Showdown and a lot of the uh, old school games with that, uh, dark, that black and gray bison in every game. All right, here we go. There's also an assist button for performing combos. So. Yeah, so Alec uh, Manango says, I was watching Veggie today, buffering super from jab with modern controls and almost instantly reacting to fireballs. I think it's a fair trade. Agreed. I, I do too. I do too. We'll find out how crazy it is uh, once the game comes out, though. So use all this as much as you want. The more you battle, the stronger your avatar becomes. Earn experience points through battle to level up your stats, such as your vitality. See, this is cool because giving us this one-player mode with progress is really nice and allowing people to play. One of the things that I was worried about at first was the fact that you run around in a, you know, behind-the-back 3D platforming kind of thing which really doesn't translate well into the actual fighting game itself. But the fact that it's like, hi, I'm just going to walk up and challenge everyone and you just end up fighting constantly in the actual Street Fighter 2 side view layout is really, really, really important. Some fights have specific objectives that can be completed to earn more rewards and items. <laughs> Got that clip. I saw so many people highlight that clip and were like, Anyways, let's continue. And add a new wrinkle to combat. Yeah, I see all like these complete things. We don't know what this is about, right? What is this about? Like, I guess there are certain th tasks that you can complete and get and collect things and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting. We don't know if there's co-op in World Tour mode. I don't think there is. Or wait, are they? I don't remember. I don't remember. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, probably dailies or something like that. Yeah. You can purchase wearable gear at clothing shops. That gear affects your avatars. Oh, what did he just say? Did I just miss it? Did I just complete? That can be completed to earn more rewards and items. Oh, there you go. And add a new wrinkle to combat. Got it. There you go. Yeah, just for items and items and money, etc., etc. You can purchase wearable gear at clothing shops. That gear affects your avatar's appearance and their stats and characteristics as well. The product lineup changes from time to time, so check the stores periodically to see what's for sale. 
Yeah, actually having like this kind of progression RPG kind of style stuff in the game is really important, but that's also why it's got to be really important that this world tour has a lot of content because if there's all this stuff and all you do is just fight random passers-by repeatedly over and over and over again like i mean as much as i love spider-man 2 uh back on the old xbox and stuff like that it was because the swinging was so great i definitely got sick of rescuing people falling off of buildings and saving balloons for little kids let's just put it that way so oh yeah the stats are only for world tour for sure for sure for sure only affects world tour it's not going to affect anything in game uh for the for the actual fighting for sure there's also a variety of eateries to visit in the game. What is that? There's just like, oh, I see. It's a pizza on a plate. I was like, is that like a, a pizza bowl or something? Okay, okay. Food purchased from these places can restore your vitality, give your stats a temporary boost, and other perks. See, the fact that they call it vitality makes me happy. Because in Street Fighter 2, when you die after the round was over, you would get points for how much energy, for how much life you had left. And it always said vitality. And so before, I used to always call it when you had no health left and you were in danger of dying by chip, I called it zero vital or zero vitality. And people were like, why do you keep saying zero vital, James? It sounds weird. And I was like, because the game says vitality. And now they're saying vitality throughout this whole entire video constantly. So there you go. I'm going back to zero vital, man. I'm going back to it. You can also use these items to give yourself a helping hand during battle. Recover vitality, it says. This way. I'm always right all along to Halu. <laughs> Here. This is a cool little sequence. Although, obviously, them Congrats. trying to. From now on, you can tell people you are a student of the great Jamie Show. Try them trying to. Uh, get rid of the <laughs> trying to establish the fact that it is indeed not alcohol that he is drinking and i, I the way jamie's last name is spelled is s-i-u so it should be sio not show it should be sio 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 not show but i don't know uh whatever it doesn't matter once you knock that back and make it official anyway I mean, this seems a lot better than Tekken Force mode, right? Just relax. It's not booze. Trust me and take a swig. It's not it's a family-made herbal drink that really boosts your energy. But he's fighting with drunken-style boxing. That defeats the whole purpose. While exploring the city, open up your device to check the various missions you can take on. Cell phone? This mission has you going to Metro City's Chinatown to meet a legendary fighter. Becoming the student of a legendary fighter grants <laughs> Herbal style boxing. master action. <laughs> oh god, a balloon! No! Master actions can be used to destroy wooden boxes and- Okay. <laughs> Headbutting across the screen just so you can break a barrel is amazing. Some master actions can be used to destroy wooden boxes and barrels or leap to faraway platforms. 
you'll have plenty of opportunities to use master actions in different ways, but they all consume the drive gauge, so you'll have to be careful how often you use them. I don't know why they didn't just let you just run around the whole city. Spiral arrow When everywhere. traversing the city, there are enemies that will suddenly attack you. And that's when you can use the World Tour exclusive move, Drive Stall, to slow the flow of time. This will slow down the movements of surrounding enemies, and master actions become more powerful. You can also... This is a weird one. I'm not sure what this is for. This just feels like something that you can use to run away from people easier. I, I First time I saw this, I wasn't sure what the purpose of this slowdown thing is going to be to avoid enemy attacks or strike first to gain the advantage when the battle begins i mean how is this not a capcom yakuza clone already in a lot of ways lurker spine right during battle opponents will start to glow white this is when you have an opening to strike during an enemy's weakest point landing a normal attack here will trigger what we call pressure time this is actually super cool because if you notice, every time he hits them when they're flashing white, it just says punish counter. They're just giving you and showing you the entire window of you punishing people. And so like this world tour mode already implementing something like this to teach people how to whiff punish things. I mean, this is like the greatest thing ever because you can rely on the computer to whiff things and then you can whiff punish them. It teaches you the anticipation, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I love this. I love this. Yes, Crizzle Barrel. I mean, I've said it in the past few weeks. The best way to teach people is to teach them without knowing that they're being taught. It's so good. It's so good. This is why I always like break the break the targets and, and the home run contest. I always talk about those two things. This is like the closest thing we've ever gotten in a Street Fighter game like this. This is huge. And you'll do more damage than usual. However, if you can land a special move, it'll take you one step further. You'll put... What's interesting, too, is that one was a counter hit right there. That wasn't a punish counter. So they still reward you uh, either way, but at least they're teaching you that, yes, this is kind of why you want to strike them. Them into a stun state. The truck demolition stage teach you? I mean, the original car in Street Fighter 2 taught you to hit high and then taught you to hit low. But one side of the car got damaged instantaneously and you always had to jump over to the other side of the car. And they wanted to make you start doing special moves facing the other direction. The car was literally designed for you to understand hitting at a higher and a lower point and to force you into learning how to attack facing the other direction in case you very rarely actually went to that side. Like it's so subtle. None of us thought about it, but that's literally what they were trying to do. <clears throat> I'm making a mostly normal character, uh, Sergeant Dingleberry. I'm not, a, I'm not a monstrosity kind of person. Keep this in mind when battling on the streets. Yeah, exactly, right? You don't think about that. You don't think... And then the barrels, you had an idea of hitting them in the sky. Sometimes they would bounce off and you'd have to use movement to chase them down, etc., etc. And sometimes you're like, oh my God, it's running away. I need to do a faster move or blah, blah, blah. Like there's just so many things that those those training modes subtly taught us that we didn't realize. It was really, really important uh, at the time. 
Cool little preview of some of the cutscenes that we get. I've always wanted to create a character whose blocking animations was just them dodging. Like, everything else about the blocking animation would be the same. They would still have pushback. It would still have block stun and everything. But instead of actually, like, blocking, like, they would actually be leaning back or leaning some way. I know it wouldn't make much sense, but still, I just think that would be super cool. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was Nathan. Oh, hey. Yeah, chip damage wouldn't make as much sense. But um, again, like, it's just it's it's really funny how they really because like Lee Fen was a character that was just in an artwork at one point in time and she was just part of Street Fighter 3's like storyline and like there just really wasn't any explanation of where she came from or whatever then they put her in the Street Fighter 5 story mode and like they're really kind of going hard with this character which is really interesting to me uh, why they decided to go that route but uh, it's kind of neat like they're actually trying to make sense of the lore When you decide to become a student of a legendary fighter, you can also undertake special missions. Complete <laughs> those missions to strengthen the- Look at her laptop. There's a Blanca sticker, Street Fighter sticker, Channel Eternity. There's a Lilith sticker on there. Yo! She has a Lilith sticker on her, on her laptop. She's even got a Street Fighter 6 logo on there. She's got a flash kick input on her uh laptop over here dude that's so cool <laughs> that's so sick stop pushing my microphone the bond between you and the master and you'll open up new stories to learn more about them but i can't say for certain whether or not my techniques will fit you only you can discover the style that's truly yours the only time you could do that is in combat. Hi, Nathan. You can give the master presents to strengthen your bond with them and also see how they react to your gift. It almost sounded like she said BFF. Give the master presents to strengthen your bond with them and also see how they react to your gift. Choosing a master's style lets you use their basic attacks. So interesting. You're gonna be able to create the craziest mesh of a character in the world. And this is the and you could only do this in a 3D game, by the way. Uh probably because there's just so there might be so much dialogue. Uh SNK Yokto SNK Yokto Gaming. Okay, yeah, anyways, probably because there might be a lot of dialogue and it just would have been very hard to record at all. Style in battle lets you accumulate experience points, which raises your style level. 
Level up enough, and you can visit your master to learn new attacks and expand your moveset. Sneaky Octo, got it. In addition to experience points. Nathan cut my wrist with his claw. I don't know if you can see it. You can see the blood is, blood is coming out of my wrist here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what cat owners do, dude. It's just like, oh, another injury, whatever. You can also earn skill points through battles. These can be used by opening up your device and selecting skills. What's interesting about this is when you pick one of the skills, you can't pick the other one. So that's actually really kind of an interesting, you actually have to decide. Here you can unlock buffs for your character that can increase their punch or kick strength, maximize their vitality, and more. Maximize their what? What did you say? Vitality? The drive stall move we just touched upon is also unlocked via skill points. As you can see, in world tour mode, you can build a character that's unique to you by leveling up your style and skills and customizing your basic and special attacks. <laughs> it's just a lady with the special stick attacks. just smacking you on the street is amazing. Look at this. Love it. Like, this is not just like, hey, let's combat on the street. Like, she just murdered a sailor. She just murdered this poor sailor, dude. Like, this is not just like, hey, let's have a friendly brawl and get stronger. Like, she just straight up sucked the soul out of this guy. So crazy, I swear. Sorry, phrasing, phrasing, you're right. You're right. And then, yes, I think this is official. Co well, they did officially confirm that you can travel to other places in the world. And so here they're showing you going to, uh, I think, Italy, right? <clears throat> Got this dude just walking around in this like little sports sports jacket, just walking up, chilling into this gladiator stadium. And what a great intro to Marisa! Like I know everybody who's a fan of Marisa saw this intro and was like, yeah. <laughs> I hope that becomes a playable character. Mommy. <laughs> and during your adventure, you'll obtain yeah. flight tickets, which you can use to travel from Metro City to other locations via the world map. I don't know why there is a coliseum with lions and stuff in Italy. It's a really good question. To learn all of the styles and moves, you'll have to dedicate some time to find the legendary fighters scattered Italy. around the world. So yeah, this is probably where you can learn Marisa's moves, and I'm sure all the fighters are in all sorts of different places around the world. And you'll find many of your favorite characters in World Tour. And yeah, look at this cameo! That's Carlos from Final Fight 2. No, Final Fight 3? 
forget now. Carlos was Final Fight three, right? Because it was him. No, he's two. It was Maki. Him. It was two. It's two. Here's Final Fight two because he was with Maki. He was with Maki. Maybe some unexpected appearances too. I mean, clearly that is a move that is unique to Carlos, right? I don't know if they're going to let you have access to these kind of moves. There may be some unexpected... Fred Durst in the background. <laughs> ...good appearances, too. That is a lot of damage. Holy crap. Dude, he just kicked your ass. Don't you worry, my friend. Hospitality is... Damned. I mean, he's also really, really well modeled as well. If Damned doesn't show up as Season 2 DLC, then I won't be Damned. I was about to say I will be Damned, but if he doesn't show up as Season 2 D DLC, I, I can't be Damned. So, am I Damned if I do and Damned if I don't? <laughs> oh, God, that was brilliant. Oh my god, I made that up on the spot. Let's do it. <coughs> Someone please clip that for me, please. There are characters steeped in mystery, an organization you may recognize, all of which come together to immerse you in the Street Fighter universe. So, who the hell is Rudra? <laughs> As much as I am steeped in fighting game lore, who the hell is Rudra? Belly rubs for cats. Belly rubs for cats. Belly rubs for cats. Right? He's like a fake Dalsum. So, okay. So, he's not somebody from a game that I'm just not familiar with then, right? So, he is a completely brand new character in this game then. Okay. Whoa, you turned off my... Lights and camera. Nathan, you are rolling on my my thing. Uh-oh, I think he just killed my camera. All right, I'll have to fix that later on, okay. So, new area here. Naishal is a large city that serves as another area to explore in World Tour, complete with its own stores that differ from the ones you find in Metro City. <laughs> Fake India. In contrast to what was that food that they from had the ones there? you find in Metro City? Yo, those noodles look bomb, dude. I want those noodles. <laughs> I want those noodles. <laughs> In contrast to Metro City's urban landscape, this city has a fairly complex topography. And who you'll meet in this new city... Okay, this city has a fairly complex topography. And who you'll the most important thing about this is that the fridges have levels. Which implies that the fridges <laughs> have been fighting and leveling up <laughs> during the course of their existence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as another one that I am very, very proud of, as I'm very proud of, because you're fighting two of them at the same time, this is now two fridges at the same time. This has made this game officially a May tag team fighter. <laughs> I was quite proud of that one on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you very much. We'll also give her. Dude, they're just throwing food at you. Oh my god. Dude, did that food just do 2,131 damage? Look at that! He just got... He just took 2,131 damage! Jesus! <laughs> That's all we have to show you for World Tour Mode this time. We hope that you enjoy not only the battle portion, but the story and creating your own character as well. Found them! Yeah! So what's interesting is like clearly there's a lot more story going on here, right? Like obviously you're going to find out more what's going on with Bosch, what he's doing with the purse, etc., etc. And I really, really hope they got like, like real, real like writers to create... Uh, the story in this game because if it's about trying to steal chess pieces to keep bison from blocking the moon I'm gonna be really really sad so I really 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 hope they get some good storylines going in here So here's the battle hub which we've seen. Welcome to the world of Street Fighter. Are you a fighter looking for your next challenge? What's what's uh what's their name? Eternity, right? Either way, we're more than happy to have you. Whoa, what the heck was that on the banner in the background? Like Boas Vinda? Like it's Oh Bienvenido. Oh, I see it's welcome in all sorts of different languages, okay. Next, we'd like to talk about one of the other main modes in Street Fighter VI, the Battle Hub. In the Battle Hub, players from around the world can get... <laughs> I love that cami face. Oh my god. And again, everything that I'm seeing about from the Battle Hub so far has been fantastic. If this can help really create that social environment, like if you just see people starting to gather around a machine, like, oh my god, PR Balrog's in the Battle Hub, and then everyone just starts running over to the arcade machine, and everyone just starts spectating that match because PR Rog is like like Neo and Neo and Morpheus are fighting right now and everyone runs through you know to go watch like that would just be amazing get together and have fun playing games and doing other activities access the cabinets on the floor to play battle hub and extreme battle matches and now in the in the betas they only had one game on the all the machines at a time and they cycled between the games. Here we already see Alpha 2 which was not revealed as one of the games that was playable before. So are they going to just put in as many like old school street fighters in here as possible? Like is this just going to be there? Like it's crazy. I mean, there wasn't even a way to play against another human in the beta on these machines. So you could only play against the computer in Super Turbo, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know if we could even play two-player Final Fight or whatnot, unless I just missed it, because I barely messed with this feature during the betas. But we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. Yeah, stream sniping, but again, stream sniping, but again, Battle Hub is not going to affect your ranking, right? Ranking is separate than Battle Hub. This is just you're playing for fun. And then the ranked, even though you could wait for ranked, 
you couldn't directly challenge anybody in ranking in Battle Hub. So Battle Hub is literally lobby casual mode for fun, and they're probably going to have a bunch of events and stuff like that. Like in the in the beta, there were tournaments that you could enter and stuff like that. And there's that big screen in the back. Maybe they'll actually show, like, let you spectate some of the big matches in the back or something like that. But it's just mostly just uh, having fun, I think. And games at the game center. Whoa, what was that? Or to play Battle Hub and extreme battle matches and games at the Game Center. Oh, just photos of it. I see. That's so cool. That's so cool. Scan lines, baby! As you saw from the trailer at the beginning of the show, the avatars you create and train in World Tour can also duke it out. This is gonna be so broke. Dude, he just teleported into air throw. I think that's Kimberly's air throw, right? Show the world your own personal fighter in Avatar battles. Dude, she just juggled with the yoga fire. So like, this is like Chun-Li super. Launch into EX Kimberly Air Grab, which lets you juggle in which you use a drive rush. Bam, bam, into Luke's EX double punching upper into a yoga fire juggle. She just did Chun Li Super, Kimberly EX Air Grab, Luke double punch, and then yoga fire. It's so good. This is interesting because this is something that I was talking about. Remember how I was talking about in one of the previous streams about playing in groups and stuff like that. It seems like they're going to create guilds. However, my worry about guilds is it's going to be too big, right? Again, my idea was to have groups that were small and that you guys could go ranked together. This is a little different. This is just more like standard uh, guilds uh, in fighting games, I we think. We also have a new Fighters Club feature added to Capcom Fighters Network. This will help players get together with friends or like-minded players. Right, but I don't think you can all jump onto, uh, yeah, the dojos. I don't think this means that you can actually jump online ranked together, uh, for example. Join an already existing club or create one of your own from scratch. You know I'll be creating a Chenzor Dynasty club, so if you guys want to wait for me to create that so you can join that, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out. Maximum members Once you set up the basics of the club, you can also create a customized emblem. See, this is sick. Max was like, just 100 members? Yeah, Max will definitely have a problem. Not only that, but you can design your very own club uniforms that all members can wear. That's, this is cool. This is super cool. Being able to represent your club like this is such a good idea. Is a good idea for a club? Let the world know about it. We're looking forward to seeing players don their club colors and enjoy the battle hub together. If you're all about that street fighter life, the battle hub is the place to be. This is your fave Eternity signing off. See ya! Yeah, again, this is just so cool. And this is actually... um. <clears throat> 
the first time we've really found out more information about Fighting Ground. Fighting Ground has been the area that we have seen the least about. So I think this is the first time we find out more. It's a funny way to show the startup, but they also wanted to show the battle damage. Now, if you continue with the battle damage, do you still have battle damage or do you start the next fight without the battle damage? Next up, let's talk about some of the cool stuff we have in Fighting Ground. God, that running bear grab looks so fast. The nice thing about the running bear grab is the startup of it is very emphatic. And so it'll help people be able to stop it if they recognize it, but it could also be something that might get them confused with, with other normals and such. Oh yeah, that's true. It's the classic costumes. I didn't even think about that. Good, good, good call, Sir Robster Roll. It's just so natural to me that I didn't even notice. Ugh, dude, how much damage? That was a lot of damage! Oh god, I can't wait to play Zangief. I can't wait to play Zangief. Okay, this is important. In the video you see here, we've added a character damage toggle. During battle, fighters' faces, bodies, and clothing will get damaged or dirtied up. Okay, it's not that wasn't the clip yet, but yeah, they're talking about the actually having battle damage in the game. This will give fights a more realistic feel. This can also be turned on and off at any time. Real wins. He just comes over here. He's got this big he's got this big old blood cut on the side of his eye. Additionally, sound accessibility options. This is amazing. I just got to let this section play out for itself because for those of you even listening, like this will be interesting. I'm wondering how people listening to this podcast, you know, on purely on SoundCloud or, or Spotify, you know, how this would sound to them because this is really interesting. Additionally, sound accessibility options have been improved for Street Fighter VI. There are sound effects that will give you the heads up on the distance between you and your opponent. The height level of attacks. And again, it's subtle for a lot of us to hear, but for those people with vision impairment, like those sounds are going to stand out so, so much. Whether in a Will this be good to practice with? It could, because it'll teach you whether if they're hitting high or low and stuff. Tag hits as a cross-up or not. Also to indicate your remaining gauge. We hope that these options. I don't hear any sound for the remaining gauge. And also to indicate your Playing the sound on hit lets you know if you're getting hit by lows or not. Whether an attack hits as a cross-up or not. Also to indicate your remaining gauge. 
Oh, it was that what, what sound when he activated it. Right. And also to indicate your remaining gauge. Interesting. Oh, they're showing you for the super meter, right? Will let you better grasp the situation of your fight. I mean, I gotta tell you something, man. Like, obviously for us, it's like, this is neat and everything, but if you are born without vision and your whole world is auditory, the the way that your brain probably processes sounds is so much different than how we process it. And being able to process all this extra information from this, from this like, will probably give some of these players like Blind Warriors Ven and and, and and such like just a whole nother level of interaction with this game um that I can't even possibly imagine. Like this has got to be just absolutely wonderful. Like this is one of those things that Capcom went and bothered putting in and you just like look at it and you just like I have to buy this game if not just to support this. I just, I have to support just this, man, because this is, this, I, I, like, for me, this just, this warms my heart, this kind of feature being put in the game. I mean, again, for those of, for those people who have never had vision in their life, who are processing nothing but sounds and everything, the way they process the information it's going to be so crazy intuitive and the ability for them to be able to play a game like this uh, is just, I mean, like to be able to have this, like it just, I, I almost want to go into tears here because just how cool this feature is. It's, it's so good. When you first start the game, we've added a tutorial that explains the basics of battle and the combat system. Yeah, tutorials, of course. How does it work for side switch though? You heard the sound set 099? They're two different sounds. If you're on the one player side, it was like when you're on player two side, it was like literally two different sounds. Now this is the standard tutorial section. I don't blame them for putting in there. You have to put these in there, but obviously this has existed in many fighting games. So this is nothing particularly special here. But it's nice to have this information in here. Oh, and player versus player, it's not going to work in versus mode probably. Or you probably have the option to select if it's only player one or player two. If you have two visually impaired people fighting against each other, it's probably not going to be a feature that's accessible, right? You probably just aren't going to have that ability. And if you do want to do that, you're probably just going to have to play online. Uh, it probably is not going to be a versus mode feature, except maybe for one person, or maybe they have a way to do headphones. But remember, if you're on a console, there's really only just kind of like one headphone jack or something. Maybe they'll figure out a way to make it so that it can control what headphones it goes to and stuff, because obviously the controllers have headphone jacks on the bottom of the controller, so you can probably do it that way and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, Forrest. 
In addition to classic and modern control types, we've added an offline-only control type where an AI assistant system will perform actions and combos depending on the distance from an opponent or the context of the fight just by pressing an attack button. We call this control type dynamic. Yeah, this is, of course is just for, for holiday parties, friends coming over, Casual matches against friends and family, or when you're experimenting with a character for the first time. Yeah, it's literally just trigger the AI controls. Dude, by the way, <laughs> they just snuck this in there. But I love this costume. <laughs> Holy crap! They didn't even they didn't say anything about it. They were just like, "Here we go, dude." I love this costume. Don't expect it's so good. And then classic Ken there. Arcade mode is our single player mode where you'll square off against the computer. And see what I like about this is it seems like arcade mode is exactly what I wanted them to make it. It's just you against the computer, just go, fight, have a good time, get endings. Like little storylines here. Like Thanks. this is good. Been a hot minute since I've seen either of you. But don't worry. I'm doing just fine all on my own. The name's Jamie Show. See, it's S I U. That's not show. Show would be S H O U. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that Seo was probably a little maybe too hard to pronounce or something. I don't know. But anyways, <clears throat> is that Yun in the Mad Gear box hat? <laughs> Looks like it. <laughs> Go through each character's story and you'll unlock a special illustration after the ending. And see, look at that. Look how many stages you get. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Classic Street Fighter two length. That's so cool. And you'll unlock a special illustration. Yeah, they have the artwork, but if it's the same artist, at least they gave them time this time. You could tell definitely in the Street Fighter Five when they're like, "Hey, uh, do you want to write draw the art for Street Fighter Five? Sure. When do you need it by tomorrow?" Uh. After the ending. Uh, Jamie's song has been my favorite so far, Sergeant Dingleberry. You can see that on YouTube. I did a whole thing about that. Yeah, it looks like Bengus again. Classic versus CPU. This is great. This is the important clip here. Oh. <laughs> I just love how she's like... What the hell? I have to fight a truck? Also features online rankings. That wasn't what I was thinking was the important clip. We'll get to the important clip in just a second. For your score, so get out there and challenge the world. Although we do see it, it a little bit right there. Online rankings for your score, so get out there and challenge. The regular DP. The regular DP. The world. These illustrations can be viewed again in the gallery. Try to That's unlock cool. them all. And everybody was pointing out in this cool picture here, there's this, uh, there's uh, uh, Rufus riding on his bike over here. There's G pointing at you over here. There's a lot of very subtle things here. I thought this was JP as well. Someone said that that's actually Guile, which makes sense with the American flag and his hair just happens to be down. But uh, look at this, this SFL sign here that looks like the NFL. <clears throat> uh, yeah, really, really neat. 
uh, there's going to be a lot of cool little details in these pictures. It looks like uh, it's G. It's G in the back because he says, "I want you to join my army." Now, how come we never heard her singing before in any of the other clips that we got? Oh, that's Luke and Abigail in the other in that picture over there. That's obviously. Luke over here and Abigail over here. But how did we not ever hear the singing before on the CA? We've seen the CA animation. Did they just hide it from us? That's so cool. If she does that every time, I'll be so happy. Oh, yeah, you're right. It might be CA only, not the level three. Right, of course, CA and level three are different. But if the CA does have the singing every time, oh, my God, it'll be so good. It's so good. If you're not sure which character is the right one for you, check out the character guides. Also, okay, this is the this is the one right here. They go to Cannon Spike. About each character's unique traits and how to use their attacks. And so, again, in none of the footage that we have seen, at this point up until this time, have we seen the cannon spike hit where she flips back like classic cannon spike? We've only seen the one where it turns into the air diagonal drill, which now is an indication that that's probably either the EX or the charged version of the DP. But we finally get to see the regular one where she bounces back like that, which makes me happy because it just feels like such a signature for her. And you can experiment with them yourself by pressing the try button. Will non-FGC want to learn how to play the game with these tutorials? It doesn't matter, Pollock Games, because the answer is it depends on the human. Some people this stuff will work great for. Some people it will do absolutely nothing for. But the power of what they're doing in Street Fighter VI right now, which has been the correct answer all along, is you just throw in as many things as humanly possible, including training mode with, with frame data meters, tutorials like this, world tour to have fun, etc., etc. You throw in everything except the kitchen sink, maybe even the kitchen sink, because everybody who learns differently and everybody who has different personalities will learn through the thing that appeals to them and clicks with them. This tutorial will help a lot of people who are very good students who can read this stuff and learn it and watch this and be like, I get it. This will go in one ear and out the other for a lot of people, but then they sit there and play story mode and then they fight Master Cammy and then use her moves and it'd be like, yo, I love Cannon Spike. And then they become obsessed with Cannon Spike. Other people are going to be playing, you know, like doing the extreme battles with the bulls and stuff and they'll learn that this is a good night. That's the, imp yeah, actually you probably will fight a kitchen sink. <laughs> you absolutely will. Manon was singing a French nursery rhyme. There was a small ship. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep, give them the tools, the knowledge, and make it easy to access. And those who will want to learn will. Right, some people will just go into training mode. Turn on the frame data meter and just sit there and study the frame data for every character. And this is good. Like, again, how do you teach Street Fighter? 
There is no answer to that question because everybody learns differently, which was kind of the whole point of my numpad notation discussion, right? Everybody learns differently. And that's the important part about teaching fighting games is understanding that factor. How to use them. You can experiment with them yourself by pressing the try button. Modern controls there. Perform well and the character special. will shower you with praises. Don't forget this moment. Don't forget this moment. Shoutouts to Caitlin Glass, of course, which is why Cammy will always be a glass cannon. <laughs> Once you've gotten the basics of a character down, head on over to the combo trial section. There are basics, intermediate, and advanced combos. Now this is going to be interesting because I'm curious to see the quality of these combos because the amount of times that I get people coming into my chat and going, yeah, all I'm doing is just practicing the Street Fighter V trial combos. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, I hope that this one actually has like some, like you can already see in the advanced stuff, you know, it says like assist combo, cancel drive rush, light attack, you know, like hopefully the, the, these trials will have a theme and a purpose. Like, Hey, this is a useful combo for a low starter. This is a good combo for a DP punish, etc., etc. So. You can also slow down the game speed by 50% to practice your timing. This is weird. I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily a fan with this, but again, this would mess me up because I'm a very much a rhythm person. So learning it at 50% rhythm and then learning it at regular rhythm just does nothing for me. But this might actually help for other people because they'll get used to seeing like visual cues or something like that that will help them learn. Like for me, this will probably be completely useless. Like I almost would never do this. But I'm sure this is useful for a lot of people. Um... This is a great way for you to expand your horizons and abilities. When you have a chance to finish it, you've got to take it. Shout out to Jeremy. Player one brings it home. In versus mode, you'll find team battles. So we when bring back team battles, of course. Computer in this mode. You can compete in teams, single elimination, or double style battles. It's neat to have all these different features. Get ready for some fun with your team. So again, you know, having all these different modes is very nice to have. I'm sure they probably won't get used all that much. But again, it's just, it's nice to have them, especially if these are all accessible online as well. I think that's that's going to be really, yeah. Having a team battle, having someone carry you, like, you know, uh, I know Investigation Code and I have been talking about trying to do some show you can scrimmages again. But, you know, can you imagine having show you can scrimmages where, like, you know, you can have one platinum guy, one gold guy, one silver guy in your team. And, like, that'd be kind of neat. Like, honestly. <laughs> Is extreme battle. <laughs> uh, this differs from a normal battle because there are special rules or gimmicks on the stage. 
For example, you can have a battle where the winner is the first to knock down their opponent five times while rampaging bulls run across the stage. Yeah, this is important too because even when I played one of these modes uh, during the beta, it was like throw your opponent was one of your victories. And can you imagine if you like get all of your things except for throw the opponent, then the then then you're the person you're fighting is like, well, I'll lose only if I get thrown. So I'm going to do everything I can to avoid a throw. And then you learn how to avoid throws that way. Right. It's just like it's it's just really, really cool. See, like this. Right. Jumping attacks. One hit. Take no damage for four seconds. Drive impact. One hit. Like if drive impact is the only thing left. Now you're just going to be sitting there waiting for drive impacts. So you're going to learn how to counter them really well with your own drive impact, etc, etc. You see on Marisa's side over there, one of her victories is throw two times. And so if throwing one time is the only thing left, then the opponent can just sit there and jump like a rabbit. And the opponent has to figure out a way to land a throw anyway. And just is like, it's just like... It, it, it really helps educate things, and I really, really like that. Kyle is as red as the devil. Oh my god, that is a flashback. Oh my god. That was one of the Game Genie codes <laughs> that we downloaded from the internet for Super Nintendo. One of them just was called Guile is as red as the devil. And yep, when you entered that code, Guile, <laughs> he was as red as the devil. Uh these aren't, uh, these aren't, uh, act, oh, activation conditions? Yeah, basically, yes. Complete the objectives displayed on your side of the screen first. Or random drones show up and have different effects when they're destroyed. This will let you have fun with other players in a party-like setting, so give them a try. Extreme Battle can be played offline. You know what's really interesting about this Extreme Battle over here? I don't know if you guys noticed this. The objectives this. displayed on your side of the screen first. Or random drones show but this mode over here whatever this one is is it's always zoomed out this this mode is constantly zoomed out it's really interesting that they even have the ability this to do that have fun with other players in a party like setting so give them a try extreme battle can be played offline or in the battle hub and also in custom rooms try objects it's items it's smash brothers with items like next Dude, it's like someone tweeted, man. This wind pose has no right to be as cold as it is. Like, this wind pose is amazing. <laughs> if you want to play with a group of players online, then creating a custom room is the way to go. Oh yeah, so they have all the team stuff here with the with the online rooms. Before, yeah, I don't know why Jury floats up at the end. Maybe there's something that we'll learn that he actually lifts their opponents up with power. I don't know. In the room can be set to one on one, extreme battle, or training mode. See, this is really interesting. So they're kind of doing what. Guilty Gear did previous Guilty Gears, not eggs, not uh, Strive, but you know how previous Guilty Gears had like the little cabinets that you can play on. A custom so in the rooms, the you have slots, which are essentially those cabinets. Four virtual cabinets in the room can be set to one on one, and you can change them to anything you want. <laughs> Extreme battle or training mode. Custom rooms now allow for up to sixteen players at a time. We've made. 
So you can see while two people are playing one-on-one, other people can just jump into an extreme battle just for fun. They can go into training. Like, it's so cool. Great strides to improve the experience compared to previous titles. So you could probably sit there and watch the room match. After you lose, somebody else in there is like, hey, you're having trouble with this. Here, let's go to the training room. Let's go to slot number four, which is assigned to training room. Hey, you guy in the training room right now, do you mind if you jump out of there and then me and this dude can jump in there? I can teach him something? Yeah, no problem. Like, it's, it's so cool. Two time. Where's going, Manon? He was so far away. This is a great way for friends to get together and teach combos. Yep. Or try out new characters. Yep. I mean, if people are hogging stuff, whoever created the room, that's their job to kick people out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> See that combo I did? You can do it too. Popular ranked match. Let's players worldwide compete against each other. Fight it out with players at your skill level to earn league points. A lot more levels now. We did not have iron before. Well, not a lot more, just one more. We didn't have iron before, so there's rookie iron Bronze, Silver, Gold, Platinum, Diamond, and Master. It is neat that they use the same names from Street Fighter V, though, just to make it so it's very easy to <laughs> figure out what's going on. For Street Fighter VI. Oh, no problem, Astraloon, dude. Yeah, you, this, is, this game is going to be crazy ridiculous, dude. In order to burden the player with less stress than before. And also, El Burrito, you say you're going to be stuck in iron. I feel it. Dude, like I said... Come back, twitch.tv slash jchenzor, dude. Anytime you see me playing, come and ask some questions, man. I'd be more than help, happy to help out. Uh, I don't know what the final rank is. I wonder if they're going to have uh, something above uh, Master. We've added a new one-time rank down protection feature where you won't lose league points in certain leagues. So that's cool. Player with less stress than before. We've added a new one-time rank down protection feature where you won't lose league points in certain leagues. So yeah, you see the player didn't in drop addition, down. We have character specific and random character ranked matches. See that, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And ranked match phases, which will determine your rank for a period of time. So that's also cool too, because it sounds, when they say ranked match phases, does that mean they'll actually finally do like pseudo resets? Because that was one of the problems with Street Fighter V is that there was no, like, you just, like, there was nothing, right? There was no seasons, resets, anything like you see in a lot of other uh, uh, online games. <clears throat> but, uh, wait, crazy outfits? Oh my god, you're right. We have character specific and random character ranked matches. And ranked match that JP costume is that's so, so good. Determine your rank for a period of time. Oh, or, or assume it means that for the next few days you're this rank, you can't go up or down. Maybe, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Casual Match also returns in Street Fighter VI, where you can play online without any change to your league points. So, what do you think? The team working on Street Fighter VI has been challenging themselves to create a game that's going to become a long-loved Street Fighter title that all players can enjoy. It's so good. It's only a little bit it's longer, so good. but we can't wait for everyone to enjoy World Tour, Fighting Ground, and Battle Hub. We hope you look forward to playing Street Fighter VI. So good. I think that's the first time we've seen the 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 DJ's critical art, right? Street Fighter VI. talking about oh that's right lil wayne was here this whole time wasn't right, he now let's go to shuhei masamoto street fighter 6 is producing street shuhei hey everyone let's go shuhei. shuhei matsumoto producer on street fighter 6. i'd like to walk everyone through what our plans are for street fighter 6 once the game releases on june 2nd a big part of Street Fighter's charm is the cast of characters from around the world that appear in oh, each game. That's right. That's we right. We believe that Street Fighter is where players can take control of unique characters with their own awesome fighting styles. So there's the 18 launch roster. Uh, technically, 11 returning characters and 7 brand new characters, unless you count Luke as a returning character. Uh, but, uh, again, really cool roster. I really like it, honestly. For the players, and for us as well, the appeal of the characters themselves is the most important element of the series. Yep. With Street Fighter VI, we're continuing development to deliver new characters to you every year. Today, I'd like to introduce the four fighters for year one. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Now I don't have to worry about telling people not to spoil leaks in the chat or anything like that <laughs> thank god all right here we go here are the four season one dlc characters rashid <laughs> i mean i love these super hyper stylized artwork too it's so good aki dude i still i mean I'm really excited for this character just because I have no idea what to expect. And what we've seen from the brand new characters they've created, like JP, like I can't imagine. She's probably going to be like just absolutely bizarre, dude. I really am excited to see what she does. An interesting, very, very different look for Ed here. Very different look for Ed. Uh, curious. I mean, the reason why Ed is going to be back, Crizzo Barrel, is it's very clear that Ed is is a major part of the storyline that they're creating, right? Because he was the, the he was the little boy that Boxer rescues in the ending of Street Fighter Four, and then all of a sudden now he's been this character in Street Fighter Five, part of Neo Shadowloo. They definitely have plans with this character, but again, with the way that this, I don't know if Ed's popular. Honestly, I don't know if he is. But uh, I feel like, you know, story-wise, they probably want to keep bringing him back. And then, of course, he's already in Shinakuma color. <laughs> Scary. 
But the important thing about Ed is, you know, you know, I mean, it'll be weird because if they bring Ed in, would he be one button specials? Because then wouldn't he just be modern controls? Like, wouldn't modern controls and Ed just be the same then? You know, it's kind of weird. We'll figure that out. So the craziest part about Here obviously we'll see the introduction of new characters, Rashid, Aki, Ed and Akuma. Rashid joins the fight in summer 2023, Aki in autumn 2023, Ed in the winter after the new year, and Akuma in spring 2024. This timeline is very interesting, right? I mean, that means we get four characters in the year, but I look at this and all I think about is the Capcom Pro Tour, right? Like, I have this weird, like, Ed, Ed, winter 2024, when winter, when winter, right? But, like, when you think about the CPT, like, Akuma is probably going to be released after Capcom Cup, right? Like, that's what it feels like to me, that Capcom Cup will happen, and then Akuma trailer release, you know, the standard kind of thing. Ed might have to come out early enough so that we have enough time to get used to him so that when Capcom Cup rolls around, we know what to expect, etc., etc. It'll be really, really interesting. But, yeah, I mean, five-year life cycle at least. But, I mean, honestly, like, I hope they, they just... I hope this game lasts a while, man. Like, cause I mean, Street Fighter Five was seven years, and I don't, I didn't mind it. I really didn't mind that life cycle. I felt like they did a really good job keeping the game up for that length of time. Yes, towards the end we were a little tired, and you know, honestly, forty some characters is always getting to the point where the game feels bloated at that point. But this is an interesting life cycle that we have here. <clears throat> These new year one characters will appear in World Tour as well. So you can enjoy delving into their lore. So they're already existing in the game then. Apparently they're already in World Tour. And so you're probably going to be able to get some of their stuff in World Tour and, and just get a hint of how they play. So we'll probably be able to see a little uh, like previews of them. Kind of like how, uh, I mean, and keep in mind too, they could change drastically. Because don't forget, Colleen was in the story mode. And then when she became a playable character, her face changed. Everything was different. So who knows what exactly will happen. But uh, we'll probably run into them in World Tour then. Akuma selling fruits on the street. Dude, that would be the sickest reference if in the India stage he's just chilling in the background selling fruits and that's the only time you see him. Like you can't actually, or maybe you can buy fruits from him and he's just sitting there selling fruits because that is such a deep cut lore of Akuma selling fruits on the street that most people probably have no idea why I'm so excited about Akuma selling fruits on the street. In Battle Hub, we're planning various events and a store to obtain special collaboration items. <laughs> collaboration various items? Is that the, uh, is that the uh, Robert Garcia outfit that you can collect? <laughs> Are they going to actually have like team ups with other companies like that? Are, are we going to be able to get like a Fatal Fury hat or something? Like that would be sick. Items. We can't wait to show you what we have planned. For the 2023 season of the Capcom Pro Tour, Street Fighter 6 will be the main game. 
To commemorate the release of the new game, the Capcom Cup 2023 champion will receive a special $1 million prize package. And see the language there to commemorate? It's a special $1 million. It sounds like they do not have the intention to keep up this prize pool or they're putting the language in there so that if they can't afford to do it the next year, they're not going to be on the hook for that. Clearly, if they can afford to do it, if Street Fighter VI just blows up as like the craziest esport, yeah, sure, they'll probably put another million dollars in there. But the language is very clear that they are saying that it, there's a high chance it won't happen. And yeah, they did say main game, I asked for this, which is really interesting because does that mean Street Fighter V is still going to be a part of it? Are they going to try to put in some of the Capcom fighting collection games in there? Like, are we going to get to put Dark's Vampire Savior into it? Like, are they going to expand CPT to more than one game? They have all those games on the cabinets in the Battle Hub. And, and to that end, I say, Capcom, please roll back for Ultra Street Fighter 4. Please roll back for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> Follow Arxis's path. Please, please, please. Let's go. And, the and James's new Rival Schools games, yeah. The prize pool for Capcom Pro Tour 2023 will be over $2 million. Both modern and classic control types will be allowed in the tournament. So we hope you're all excited for a new season of Capcom Pro Tour. Street Fighter VI is available for pre-order now. And in addition to the regular version, we're also offering other editions that include the year one characters and content. Dude, I'm so speechless, dude. There's just so much. You also receive special pre-order bonuses. So much. So please, check them out. Okay, hope you're ready to begin. You wanted something more practical, right? In well, practicality comes in many forms, but if you want to start off on the right foot in this city, hit the streets. <laughs> and then, of course, the demo. <laughs> available right now will be coming up they did say uh yeah a pla all platforms tomorrow so we'll Finally, be able to get it played on all created the platforms. a special demo version of the game so players can enjoy the first bit of world tour and some modes and fighting ground the craziest thing the craziest thing about this demo so far is that people said on the playstation 5 the input lag is two frames right now. The input lag is two frames, they said, on the demo on PlayStation 5. That is insanity. Like, this could, like, we could be getting to the future. Now, that's also in 120 hertz mode, which they said is available in all the one-player content, but not necessarily online. So we'll see how that all goes, but the fact that we are already in this phase where they are paying attention to this very carefully and we are starting off not at eight frames is already a very, very, very good sign. The demo will allow you to create an avatar that can also be used in the main version of the game on the same platform. 
So, we hope you put in a lot of time with the avatar creation feature and have fun. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the demo yet. I need to download it and I need to play it. versions of the demo will be available after this showcase finishes. Hope you enjoy them. We're creating Street Fighter VI to be the game that revolutionizes the fighting game genre. To this aim, our development team has taken the lead and challenged themselves to realize something amazing. We're now at the point where their hard work has materialized into something we believe everyone will enjoy. And it's coming bowing. to you on June 2nd. Thanking them for That's this right, you heard it. Right the now. Street Fighter VI demo is dropping right now. So create your avatar, explore world tour mode, and start fighting. Thanks for tuning in. Street Fighter VI out June You're welcome, 2nd. Lil Wayne. Maybe get to throw hands with your boy Weezy. Peace. I swear that must have took like five minutes to record all of his lines. A second guys hang on a second let me uh let me fix this really quick there we go i am definitely very 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 excited about this and i thought they did a great job with the showcase and again just the way that matsumoto and nakayama-san have just been giving us all the information and, you know, it's just not one of those things where they're just like, oh, you wait and see. Like, they are constantly giving us new information, giving us access to things and showing us new stuff. And I, I, they're constantly giving us new stuff and giving us new information and everything like that. It's just so, so, so good. So uh, I'm so excited for this. Honestly, they are uh, knocking it out of the park. Part of me is terrified because honestly, like, like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up, man. Like, I feel like this could be the big one, dude. I feel like this could be the big one. Like, I feel like maybe Street Fighter VI is the one that is going to take us to this next level, is really going to push the fighting game community into a bigger space and everything like that. But at the same time, like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, Nakayama was the director of Street Fighter V, but uh, I don't think they had as much freedom as they do now. Uh, I think nowadays they have the ability to do the stuff that they wanted to do uh, all along, honestly. I mean, again, you just look at the lifespan of Street Fighter V, right? Uh, as soon as Ono left Street Fighter V, 
Nakayama and Matsumoto-san just all of a sudden, like, they just started adding new combo routes to the characters. They started making things a lot more complicated. They were just allowed to do a lot of the things that I think they have wanted to do all along, right? And so, you know, they having the full creative control of Street Fighter VI, I think, is a big, big deal and we can see that already. And so I'm I'm really, really excited about this. And again, like I said, I can't explain to you how much it meant to me, not because it was an honor to have done it, but the fact that it could happen, <laughs> that at Capcom Cup, while I was messing around on one of the Street Fighter Six cabinets that were there for display, that Nakayama-san and Matsumoto-san came up and they just played me. And they, they, they could play fighting games. They were good. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. And, like, that is, like, it's so important, honestly. So, so important. And, like, it was so funny because I asked Nakayama-san when I was playing with him. I was like, so when you and Matsumoto go up against each other, who wins? And Nakayama-san was like... Yeah, I, I win. I win most of the time. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I asked Matsumoto. I was like, now that Matsumoto's here in front of Nakayama-san, I was like, who wins between you two? Matsumoto was like, ah, he wins, he wins. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I mean, other fighting game companies being able to keep up with Street Fighter Six is doing, but... Again, it's pushing the boundaries, right? Like, if Capcom never did the Capcom Pro Tour, would we have the Tekken World Tour? Would we have the Arc Revo World Tour to where they are, right? Capcom kind of pushed the boundaries on that, too. Maybe it takes a little bit for the companies to keep up, but as long that's the other important thing. If Street Fighter VI sells well and people can't stop talking about World Tour and they can't stop talking about the features, that will finally be the proof that putting all that stuff into the game matters, right? Because the hardest part is that it's really, really hard to prove to anybody that that actually helps sales. So every time you go to the big boss and be like, hey, can we add this cool one-player mode that's just super robust? They'll be like, how much will it cost? Will it make us money? And they'll be like, well, we don't know. But the fact that in Street Fighter VI, they've been given the ability to do that, to create this world tour mode and look like to try to go all out on it as possible in ways that we want to see, right? Because it's cool. We've got these story modes. And then you're fighting fridges. Like the fact that, that they, they have been given this capability to do just the absolute ridiculous and the amazing and the good and et cetera, et cetera, is a really, really, really good sign. And so I really hope this game sells well so that everybody else, all the other fighting game companies, like, yeah, like Bandai Namco, like Bandai Namco is going to be watching how Street Fighter VI sells very closely. And if they see a lot of stuff and like they're like, shoot, we don't have a lot of one-player stuff, well... Let's start working on some cool, more one-player con. Like, I think that's important, right? We need that. We need this. We need the push. Because a lot of times, people come up with theories about, like, look, I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be straight up with you, okay? Here's the hard, cold truth from James Chen, 
right here. A lot of times people ask us, why aren't fighting games as popular, et cetera, et cetera, as all these other games? A lot of it really comes down to the devs are not doing enough for the games themselves. Honestly, they can't get away with the same things that FPSs and MOBAs and stuff like that do, right? Because those games are using interfaces, intuitive interfaces played as the way that people are used to playing on PCs with a keyboard and mouse, et cetera, et cetera. Like, in order to try... Yeah, it sucks that, that the fighting games have to do more to try to achieve similar levels of popularity, but that's just the reality of the situation. And so if Street Fighter, if Capcom can push all of the uh, devs out there to, to work harder to make better video games. Because the thing is, for a lot of those other companies, they have the ability to make a game without one-player content, but then spend all their money on the esports side of things, right? They have that capability. Uh, obviously, fighting games, we haven't really been able to do that, so doing something like this, is, I think, is really important. And I think it's uh, it's really, really, really... I, I'm hoping for this thing to be as successful as I hope. And that's, like I said, why I'm so, so worried. <laughs> I'm so worried right now, but... Let's hope, let's hope, let's hope that this is... This is going to be the big one, man. Let's hope this is going to be the big one, so... <clears throat> Okay, in any case, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys look over here, obviously here on Twitch, I'm going to do a small little thing going over Lily's trailer. Uh, but outside of that, uh, thank you for watching this whole entire video. Obviously, it's a very long video uh, analyzing all of this uh the, the, the showcase content here, but it deserved a, a lot of patience going through it with a little more scrutiny because there's just a lot of great stuff in there, a lot of good information and stuff like that. So, uh, right, exactly. That's why I keep saying, Mike, you know, about Capcom, you know, hopefully this game makes the money so that they can actually continue to support the esports side of things. That it is very, very different situation for Capcom and Riot, for example. So, uh, we'll see what happens. So, oh, I see what you're, yo, you're actually saying Capcom has the money and that other companies do not. Right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. So, it might hurt the other fighting games. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, again, I feel like as popular as Street Fighter Six could be, Street Fighter VI's popularity will only lead people to the other games as well. Honestly, it will lead them to play other games. And so I think it'll help the other games as well. Because there are people who are going to legit not like Street Fighter VI. And that is absolutely okay. And if that pushes them to be like, well, I like it, but I, I don't like... Hey, have you tried Guilty Gear Strive? Hey, have you tried Tekken 8? And that pushes them to that... Even better, even better. Yep, the rising tide raises all boats is 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 a corny phrase that we use a lot here in the FGC, but we we repeat it a lot because it is true. It's true, and a lot of people and 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 the fighting game developers see it themselves too, which is why Harad has been doing the roundtable with everybody and everything like that. It's exciting. It's always exciting to see. So uh, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, it's just good news from here on out. But again, knock on wood. 
not going to get ahead of myself. Let's hope this is the start for big things in the fighting game community. So again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys uh, are out there doing well. And uh, please like, subscribe, follow, etc., etc. Check out youtube.com slash ultrachentv, twitch.tv slash ultrachentv, and twitch.tv slash jchenzor. And uh, the day that this podcast graced your ears was clearly the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor, for all the fighting game content news. I am joined by my co-host, Nathan, here. He has particular interest in what is coming up over here. The Lily trailer for Tekken 8 was dropped at the mix-up uh, in uh, France this past weekend. And so we're going to take a look at that, and you're going to see a wonderful cameo by my boy here, Nathan, in the trailer. So let's go ahead and give the trailer a watch real quick. An initial run-through over here. Oh, Nathan, I'm sorry. Oh, hang on. Mwah. Here we go. Here we go. Look, 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 Nathan. Watch the screen. Watch the screen, Nathan. Watch the screen. Here, let's do this. Alright Nathan, I'll let you go. 
I'll let you go. I mean, it could be enormous, right? Nathan is a pretty great enormous cat. All right. Let's actually check this out a little bit more in slow motion over here. Yeah, Nathan is in Tekken, although the cat is way too, is not chonky enough to be Nathan. It ha The cat would have to be a lot chonkier. <laughs> right, Nathan? Yeah, Nathan, I'm talking about you. Nathan's still here. Look, there he is. Yeah, but there you go, cat. So, I don't know. I don't know. Does this mean I have to play Lily in Tekken? <laughs> I don't know anything about this character. I have no attachment to this character, but does this mean I have to play Lily? <laughs> Is that a thing now? Uh, well, she was apparently designed by someone uh, who was online and does a lot of like fashion stuff. Uh, Harada was tweeting this out that they literally got like some fashion designer or something to create her costume for her. And she, yeah, they, he actually retweeted her stuff saying, hey, I get to reveal the fact that I got to design Lily's outfit and they created it uh, in the game. So someone actually literally, it wasn't just like a bunch of fighting game people created her outfit. They actually got like a real fashion designer uh, to do this. But again, I don't know anything about Lily, so I'm not sure, like, what significant stuff is happening in a lot of this trailer, right? Like, clearly, she's doing her stuff, but I'm not sure, like, what's actually changed. Like, Forrest is saying that we just saw a new move, uh, for example. Mm -mm. But again, I mean, obviously, this game is very pretty looking, but, uh, you know, someone's saying that... Uh, a lot of brand new stuff. Forrest is actually saying a lot of new stuff. A 1-1 one, one that's new that she hasn't had before. Get the wall splat. Of course, this is the same stage, but this is the funny part, right? Again, it's nice that everybody can understand each other's languages. Yeah, what is her lore? Where? What is she about? Is she just supposed to... Is she really just like Karin Kanzuki? To, to Asuka, like, is she just a rival, or does she actually not, she's rich, yeah, she just is a Karin Kanzuki, but yeah, this, someone actually put this in the Mortal Kombat 3 intro thing, with the, even the combat codes at the bottom of the screen and stuff, it's actually funny, <laughs> right, the ballet aspect they're honing in on, which is funny, because like I said, when you see her critical art, like, uh, it actually looks like uh, Manon's now. So they both did it at the same time. Clearly nobody copied anybody, but it just like it happens at the same time. You know, it's like, wow, two people have the same idea. French ballerina fighter here. Go the punish. That, I mean, that doesn't seem like a natural combo, to be honest with you. Oh, no, but that led into this, so that might have been a natural combo that leads to aggression. Whoa, what is happening there? So she goes for the jump kick, and then she sidesteps. She has, like, a move that looks like it does, like, a uh, like a, like a little sidestep or something like that. Like, that move has a sidestep built into it, like... Woo! And then Asuka misses her, her patented back three, right? That's what that is. And then, boom, gets counter hit right there. And then, bam, gets the juggle into the drive. I'm sorry, into the uh, heat 
advance, heat engage, heat dash. And then, of course, the counter hit on the slow motion into the super. And is that a very different looking face than Lily has had before? Like, I feel like that nose is way more prominent than it than it has than it has been before, right? Like, there's definitely a very more much more Uma Thurman look to this. Like, she looks much more Uma Thurman-y to me. I'm guessing Kane is a Lily player then, huh? And not quite as dancing with you. Like, obviously, there's a little bit of dancing with it, but... Ugh. Uh, and then, cat! See, like, I should get Nathan that collar. If somebody could actually make me that necklace with the little fish design, I'll get Nathan to cosplay as this little salt. I mean, the cat's name is Salt. The cat's name is Salt. And it looks like my cat. And everybody knows what happens when I play Tekken. Does this mean I have to be... I mean, like, does this mean I have to play Lily, right? Like... There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to try to use that for the little oh, look at the cat. Cat's just like kicking away at her. Yeah. And look at the look on the cat's face. Look at the look on the cat's face. Oh, man. Nathan is definitely giving that same look. He's like, really? Do I got to deal with this? Do I got to deal with this? Mm. Mm. Good kitty. <laughs> Any case, I feel like I have to play this character now. <laughs> I feel like I have to play this character. I feel like there's no choice. I feel like I don't have any choice. Uh, oh, yo, she has a drill kick. Huh? Yeah, I think we saw the drill kick in here. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Blonde European white woman with a drill kick. There you go. So... Does it? Does the cat lick her face a little bit? <laughs> Hi, Nathan. Oh, uh, not much of a lick. Look more like a meow for sure. <laughs> Look more like a meow. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Aww, what a good boy. What a good boy. Aww. Oh. oh. Oh, look at that. Look at the boy. Oh. oh. What a good boy. What a good boy. Anyways, that's the Lily trailer. <laughs> that's the Lily trailer. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and checking that out. Uh, hope you guys are all doing well out there. Yeah, there's going to be... Uh, that's right. There's literally sugar and salt, right? The pet's names are sugar and salt. Can we get MSG? What? Well, who's going to have the animal that's named MSG? We got to have a, a pet named Umami. That's what we got to do. Have the pet named Umami. Uh, someone has to have a parrot named Umami or something like that. Right, Nathan? Right, Nathan? Oh, pepper. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> mm, what a good boy. 
What a good boy. God, this cat is so cute. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever like that, please come in to watch this video live on YouTube just so you can see the end of it where Nathan is just being such a good boy. Oh, what a good boy. Has she ever had a cat before? I don't think so, huh? Anyways, thank you guys for watching. Uh, that's it here for the Tuesday show. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. I'm sorry for it was Tuesday. Hope you guys have been enjoying that. Oh my goodness. I do believe I'm still, I heard some pops on the microphone. So I apologize to the people listening it. Hopefully I'll be able to get that fixed for you guys very soon. Thanks to a very generous donation by best of, uh, best of five show. Uh, by Elon, of course. So hopefully I'll be able to get something fixed and something, a replacement in place for this. Um, but uh, otherwise, make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, youtube.com slash TV, as well as twitch.tv slash TV to watch. It was Tuesday Live or twitch.tv slash jchenzor. Uh, to check me out while I stream fighting games and all sorts of crazy, crazy things. While Nathan knocks everything over on my table. In any case, thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you guys next week here. And uh, of course, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. <laughs>